Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Daily Mix Show presents the most popular radio game on this side of the speaker. Let's play B-Mix. B-Mix, don't be a loser. B Migs. I know Dan from Seattle is. Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Sarah, your host, and it's time for you to get out of here, Steve. Bye-bye. For those playing at home, Dan has 60 seconds to answer 10 questions. You can pass all you want, but you only get three guesses per question. Are you ready? Yes. How many times did the Seahawks qualify for the playoffs when Pete Carroll was coach? Four. No. Five. No. Seven. No. Brown University is located in what U.S. state? Uh, Connecticut. No. Uh, Rhode Island. What is the primary organ for metabolism? Uh, pancreas. No. Uh, pass. What is the largest retailer in the world by revenue? Uh, Walmart. When it comes to fashion, LBD stands for little black what? According to the well-known phrase, a leopard never changes its what? Spot. What restaurant chain would you order a freckled lemonade? Uh, pass. The Rolling Stones Sonic. had the hit song titled Gimme What? Love. No. Respect. No. Rock. No. What is the most common element in the human body? Uh... Nitrogen. No. Dan, you got three correct. That was a tough one. Taryn, how do you think you would have done? I would not have. I would have gotten more than three, but I don't know that I would have been a, you know, wild success story or anything. No, not a shining star. No. I feel like these might be a little tricky for Steve, too. Steve, are you ready? Yes! 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 How many times did the Seahawks qualify for the playoffs when Pete Carroll was coach? Ten times. Brown University is located in what U.S. state? New Jersey. No. New York. No. Connecticut. No. What is the primary organ for metabolism? (laughs) I don't know. Um, The liver. You do know. I do know. What is the largest retailer in the world by revenue? Amazon. No. Oh. Uh, Barnes & Noble. No. Target? No. Walmart? Yes. Ah. When it comes to fashion, LBD stands for little black what? (laughs) 
<laughs> no. like, dress. I said dress. According to the well-known phrase, a leopard never changes its what? Spots. When re- what restaurant chain would you order a freckled lemonade? Ooh, Red Robin. Great the Rolling lemonade. Stones had the hit song titled Gimme What? Shelter. What is the most common element in the human body? Blood. No. Water. No. Oxygen. What is the capital of Sweden? Uh, Sweden City. No. Swedish meatballs. No. (laughs) It doesn't matter because you got seven correct, which is a win. Seven to three. Whoa. Dan, I'm so sorry. Thank you, though. Good game. Have a good one, my man. Oh, man. That was a tough grouping. Steve did way better than I thought, though. Crushed it with very educated guesses. Yeah. I got lucky on a couple. You did. Thank goodness you got the playoffs. Pete Carroll was coach for the Seahawks because our friend Dan did not. That was 10. Uh, Brown University, he got correct as well. Rhode Island. You finally got Walmart. Walmart is the largest retailer. Um, Little Black Dress, thank you for not going down that road. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think of that, which is shocking. (laughs) (laughs) And what is the capital of Sweden? I have no idea. Stockholm. It is. Why did I just guess? Literally, I I think the only place I can remember in Sweden ever. So that's the capital. But it didn't matter because you still won. I do love all the text messages that are coming in. The most polarizing thing has nothing to do with the Seahawks, who they're going to get as a coach. It's the bell ring during (laughs) beat Migs. So I love this text. I'm not one to normally complain, but I absolutely cannot stand the bell and beat Migs. Another person says, I'm really enjoying the bell. Another text that just says, what is up with that bell? I hate it. So we decided to leave it in the listeners' hands, and there's only 40 minutes left to vote. It's a 24-hour vote on our social media page on our Twitter, at Daily Migs, D-A-L-Y-M-I-G-S. If you want to find us on all of our socials, that's how you find us. Uh, as of right now, and there's 40 minutes left, it sounds like people want to keep hearing you say yes. Oh! As opposed to hearing the ding. 62% are voting for Sarah saying yes, or any form of an affirmative reply. Yes. Thirty-seven percent want to hear the ding. I, I'm missing Sarah. If I don't get to vote, I don't think. But I'm missing Sarah. Oh, I voted. You did? Yeah, I, voted. I, was, I was gonna Grabbing vote too, bandwagon. but yeah. I didn't because I thought that'd be unfair. Well, we have forty minutes. Forty <laughs> okay, minutes to cast your vote, vote on it's, a, it's not like we have access. I mean, maybe we do have access to the analytics. I don't pay too much. What's going on with uh, Twitter or X? But yeah, you got we got over a hundred votes. On this wow, year. this I, is. That's like seven more people than we usually have listening. (laughs) I appreciate the 60-something percent that miss my voice. Or they just hate the ding so much that they're willing to take anything else. (laughs) Hey, I'll take that, though. Yeah. Still a compliment to my voice. There's a well-known music artist who has admitted that he goes to his kids' parent-teacher conferences stoned. You're going to hear who does this after Linkin Park. It's a deadly mix show. Rockaholics, all morning long, we have been celebrating the amazing career of Pete Carroll, head coach, former head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. The news dropping yesterday that he's going to be moving into an advisory role. And who better to weigh in on this conversation than Seattle superstar Duff McKagan? Good morning, Duff! Good morning, guys. Duff, before we talk about Pete, first of all, congrats on an awesome solo record, Lighthouse, and you guys crushed it on Jimmy Kimmel. Man, that was Jimmy Kimmel. They made it so easy. It was great to do it with Squires. Yes. You know? Seeing Mike up there put a huge smile on my face. Yeah, totally. So, Duff, Um, you're a huge Seahawks fan. How are you feeling about this, uh, all the Pete Carroll stuff? Yeah, yeah. As you guys know, I'm a huge Seahawks fan. Um, 
My little league football team when I was 12, Gil, Gil Dobies, they called it. It was like the top of the city league. That's the biggest you got before you went to like high school football. We played halftime at the first, it's like the, one of the first Seahawks games of the kingdom in 19, was that 76? 76 was the expansion year. Damn. Yeah, I was 12. There you go. Oh my gosh. So it goes back, you know, it goes back with me and being a fan and, and, um, Pete, he brought so much energy and I don't know what to say about this whole thing. He, you know, he's not too old, you know, like seeing that thing yesterday was like, you know, they're always seeing it. They always give them the age thing. And over the years you're watching, you get used to it. Like, Okay, how old is he? Like eighty-five or something? He's only seventy-two. You know, so um, I don't know. It's funny because it feels like he's been perpetually like sixty-five the whole time that we've had him as our coach because he doesn't seem to have aged at all. He still has. It's. I mean, watching that press conference as well, he still shows that he has a lot of gas in the tank. And you look at a guy like Bill Belichick who's a year younger, and I feel like they're two completely different. Oh my God! Energies, right? right? So age is a weird thing here, you know, talking about that here with Pete. And so I just won't. I just think he is a wonderful um, coach, a wonderful, you know, insane energy that came to our town and, uh, you know, whipped the team around, you know, got the right parts. I mean, who, you know, with, with Marshawn and, and, you know, <laughs> uh, and Russell at his peak, you know, Legion of Boom. Uh, that was all, you know, Pete. And, um, I mean, how killer was that for Seattle? That was like having our own punk rock band, you know, that was dominating, you know, the world. So, uh, I don't know. Pete's done a lot for this uh, this city, and I, I, I don't know if it's time for him to move on or if he's going to go to some other team or whatever. I wish him the best, very best, whatever he does, and want to thank him. And, and it's it's super uh, it's it's you know it kind of sucks, but I, I I get I get it. If if people are ready to move and there's something else, you got to have a regime change. It's gonna hurt. It definitely stings. It definitely stings a little bit this morning. And and Duff, out of all of these years that you've been such a massive Seahawks fan, and in these last 14 years that Pete Carroll's been the head coach, did you ever get to meet Pete yourself? That's the thing. No, I you know. That, with the Seahawks and that kind of stuff, it's kind of like you never want to meet your heroes, sports guys and, and rock, rock, you know, musicians. You always want to be the other thing. And uh, so I no, I never I just got to be a fan. I got to raise the flag up. I got to do really cool stuff around the Seahawks. Tons of it. What was Jared that? And I do an ESPN specials about Seahawks and stuff. But um, I just danced around it. You guys, I never met him. No. What was that vibe like to be able to raise the 12th man flag and just to look? I mean, obviously, you've, you've performed in front of incredibly large crowds with Guns N' Roses and, and throughout your music career. But it probably hits a little bit different because it's, it's a sports team that you love and it's an entire stadium full of rabid Seahawks fans. And then all eyes are on you as you're, as you're raising the 12th man flag. That had to be an insane experience. I mean, it just puts yourself in my... It doesn't matter that I played in front of big crowds. This is the Seahawks. I'm like, yeah. it's home. This is the home thing, and this is our, our football team. The thing I grew up to and played Little League football on that field, thinking, you know, wow, um, you know, Jim Zorn and Steve, like all that stuff. And I'm now I'm raising the flag, uh, and everybody's looking up. They play the, 
you know, of course they play that shit din, 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 from Jungle, and the whole place goes crazy. <laughs> and, and you know, he, he, I got pumped, and yeah, it was it was it was insane. And and Jerry and I, Jerry Cantrell and I went to you know the New York Super Bowl together. We we were at the Green Bay game, the one the yeah, Phil Mary, whatever it was called. Uh, we were there, and. Um, just so many great games and being able to raise the flag. I've also loaded, played halftime there when <laughs> we played the song We Win at halftime when we were down to, uh, I think the Giants, like 36 to nothing at the half. So like, half, the, half the place had left. <laughs> we win, we win. You know, everybody's like, yeah, we're going to lose. <laughs> we don't win today. Not today. It's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, there's been highs, there's been lows, but, uh, man, Pete, um, if he stays around, cool. I, I personally, I can't imagine some other coach coming in and wanting Pete to, you know, some, uh, guy to hang around and advise, you know, Absolutely. I don't know if that's, that's going to happen, but maybe it's something else. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he goes and coaches. Who knows? Duff, uh, you brought up that Green, Bay, that Green Bay Packers game might be one of the most insane experiences. I inadvertently broke somebody's rib, I guess, during that game. Because yeah. when they won, our whole section lost their minds. And I dove into the row in front of us because they're like, ah, and I dove into them. I don't know why. I got caught up in the moment. And then I found out later yeah. on a guy texted into the show. He goes, hey, our buddy got a little bit of a fractured rib when you flew into the guy. And I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, man, it was worth it. That was the best moment ever when we were all just losing our minds together. Totally worth it, man. Totally. Um, uh, Jerry went outside of the room. Of the, uh, I think they had played or something. We, we were in a suite for some reason. Did, did Alice play at the half or whatever it was? But we were up in a suite, which is killer. Um, but Jerry went outside of the room so nervous into the hallway. And, and we started scoring. And we said, Jerry can't come back. He goes, I won't. I won't come back in. So he sat out in the hallway during that whole kind of comeback thing. Couldn't watch it because he was jinxing it. You know, he believed. Dude, the couple next to us when we were at that game left early because they were so frustrated with the game. And even everyone in that section was like, you know, this team is known for comebacks. Like, nah, this game's over. And all, to this day, it sometimes pops into my head. Like, I wonder how they felt as they were driving home and they heard this massive comeback. You imagine I mean, it's nerve-wracking, man. I get it. Like, you gotta. I'm leaving. I get it. Like, how many games have been that nerve-wracking with the, the Seahawks? You're like, I'm just done with this. Yep. I'm gonna have a heart attack, or they're gonna lose. I'm out of here. Um, you gotta hang in there. And uh, and Pete was the king of you know having those kinds of games and always staying up. You know, we're coming back. We got this. We got this. And uh, you know, he, you only fully didn't believe him. Like, all right, well, at least somebody believes we're coming back. Duff, um, Duff McKagan, dude, thank you so much for taking a few moments out to talk about this. And again, let everyone know. Um, check out Lighthouse, man. Phenomenal solo record for oh, you. Cheers. Thank thanks, you, my brother. And, and go, go Hawks. And and, and farewell, Pete. And, and thanks, you guys. Thank Have you, Duff. Good morning. All right. Cheers. Take care. Oh man, what a treat. Well, we are going to see how good we all are at Name That Tune. However, the version we play on the Daily Mig Show is a little more extreme. We are going to play Hook or Shook at 917. But first, here's Duff McKagan's Loaded, We Win. The Daily Mig Show. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Daily Mix Show presents the Extreme Music Showdown. Let's play hook or shook. Please sign this waiver before we continue. Thank you. We'll drop a one-second snippet of the hook of a song. If you can't name the song, watch out. You're going to get shook. Shook. It is time to play Hook or Shook on the Daily Mig Show, where our friend Danny will play a one-second clip of a hook from a song that he chose, and we have to guess what it is. If you get it wrong, you get shook, and today, that means you have to do a shot of Kalamata olive juice. Which to me is like, that's almost worse than the Tabasco I had to shoot a couple days ago. Some of our textures are just savage with these. We're getting texts at 206-803-ROCK and also some emails at DMS at, at KISW.com. And this one got brought up and I was like, yeah, someone wants to do us a shot of olive juice. And, and the look on all of your faces was just like, oh, I guess we should do this one. I mean, I didn't say, I guess we should do this one because I hate no, Kalamata olives. Oh, you said that. I yeah, said, I, I guess we should that. do this one. <laughs> well, if we both get it right, then Danny gets shook. And that actually happened yesterday, which was delightful. <laughs> both Sarah and I got it right, which was fantastic. Yep. So, so Danny, Danny is going to pick who plays. Oh, well, I get to go. I, if I'm choosing, it's going to be Sarah for sure. No! Against Steve Miggs. Let's Ooh. go! Yes. Oh, we need Steve to have his first loss today. That needs to happen. I'm not a big fan of olive juice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I think we found something great for the shook. I think we did. All right. So Danny, who do you want, who who do you want to first? go first? I want Steve to go Woo! first. Oh. All right, Steve. Let's play. Oh. oh, that's easy. I think. <laughs> Let me hear it one more time. All right. So it's Fallout Boy. Sugar, we're going down. Good job, Steve. I'm not even a fan of this band or this song, but when we went to that emo night in Dallas and this song started, it took control of me. I'm jumping <laughs> up and down like I'm a 16-year-old emo boy singing along to a song I didn't even realize I knew the words to. Granted, alcohol was involved. Of course. And I'm not even sure if I was singing the right words. Well, and fun fact, that's the first song that we play at emo night every single time. Mm. When's the next emo night? It is uh, February 3rd. Saturday, oh, okay. February 3rd. Yep. Nice. Yep. All right, Sarah, are you ready? Oh, Sarah, if you get this wrong. Oh, yes, I'm olive ready. Olive juice. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's easy? Yours was easy. I don't think I got it. I do not got it. Let's try it again. What? It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. I think I just picked up on a theme. <laughs> 
Uh, is this the uh, the Bee Gees? <laughs> wow! Touch, yeah. Phil Collins, right? No, no, Genesis. No. Yeah. Well, he was in the band. Oh, was he really? I don't know. That's his voice. <laughs> I don't know who's in the actual band. This is Phil Collins singing. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're probably yeah. right. This was way oh, more I would have got it wrong time. then. That, oh. was, that was a toughie. That yeah. was so hard. You got Fall Out Boy? And I got... I don't even remember what you guys just said. <laughs> Phil Collins? So wait, a question, though. So, because uh, I, I was trying to be, uh, like Taryn said, she picked up on the theme. There was a theme? Yeah. A, a Pete theme. There's Pete people theme. in the band named Pete. Peter Gabriel yep. and Genesis and Pete Wentz and Fall Out Boy. Aha. Uh-huh. For Pete Carroll. But was Peter Gabriel still in the band when they did I that song? I don't know. No, I, was yeah. just gonna ask. I am not a Genesis <laughs> you might have archivist. That one. I'm, a, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I'm here to judge. I believe Ooh. you flubbed that one. And Danny is pouring the shot of Ooh. Kalamata olive juice right now. That literally makes my mouth sweat looking at it. That is a heavy shot. If Kalamata too. olives come in something, I either pick them out or order it without. Those are the green olives. They're like the purpley oh, ones, yeah, right? They're like really briny. Take a whiff. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this shot is like dark. Yeah, it looks like whiskey. Ooh, okay. Mm. Uh, uh. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! There's no oh. puking. No puking in the studio. That Sarah. was so hard to swallow. <laughs> that is. That's what she said. That was like the saltiest oh. that I usually can just down anything but that was really really rough tough to swallow huh <laughs> wow we found oh. Sarah's Achilles heel which is everything I think <laughs> and now you gotta go call John Ryan <laughs> oh, okay cool cool yeah have fun with that well, well, sorry John I might sound a little weird I just sucked down some <laughs> olive juice Steve, Steve is telling us what's next. It's going to be awesome. All morning long, we've just been celebrating the incredible coaching career of Pete Carroll and our friend, former Seahawk punter and Super Bowl champion, John Ryan, is going to join us after ACDC. The Daily Mix Show. The Daily Mix Show. Yes. The Daily Mix Show. You are listening to The Rock of Seattle, 99.9 KISW. This has been a very special moment uh, in our show. Uh, Just the first week on the air here, and we are celebrating a really amazing career. Pete Carroll, 14 years as the Seattle Seahawks head coach, and it's it's coming to a close. All morning, we were talking to some former players, some former coaches as well. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses joined us, of course, and then Luke Wilson, a bunch of people, and it's going to all be be available at the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can find that later on today and listen to all that stuff but next up it's our good friend he's a super bowl champion as well and definitely played a few seasons i believe 10 with pete carroll so please welcome to the show john ryan hey thanks for having me on guys john you had a very touching tweet that ended with you giving him love for his air monarchs i love that <laughs> yeah you can never you can never think of pete walking up and down those sidelines about wearing those uh, hideous air monarchs that he wore for uh, all those 14 years did he have multiple pairs a season or was it just one season that he just kept really fresh looking uh, i'm not sure i think he must have had multiple pairs i mean because they, they they always looked pretty fresh didn't they they were always uh looking pretty pretty clean never a smudge Dude, one time I, I remember one time i got to go do a tour of the vmac i think luke wilson brought us around and and it was like you got to tell me about how awesome it was. There was like a, a, it was almost like a giant Nike store. It was like all these like different apparel and shoes that were just there for the taking, for obviously for the players, not for some schmuck like me. Yeah. But that must have been pretty amazing that you just have access to all this merch and apparel. 
Yeah, it was great for me because, I mean, playing Canadian college football, we got nothing. Like, I mean, we had to pay for our own undershirts. We had to pay for our own underwear, our own stuff. We had to pay for everything. So then you get to the uh, place like Seattle, uh, especially in our, our heyday with just unlimited Nike stuff. It was uh, it was pretty cool, and I never I never took any of that for granted. Dude, the walls would, like, fold open, and it was just, like, shoes upon shoes upon shoes. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So we obviously all morning we're talking about Pete Carroll and, and and everyone's been sharing some great stories and experiences with him. You spent ten years with the man. What is like the first thing you thought of when you found out? Oh, he's he's they're calling it a day with Pete. Uh, what's something that popped into your head right when you heard the news? Honestly, the first thing is I just I just felt sad. I still feel sad today. I feel like this is definitely an end of an era. Not only not only for Pete or for the Seahawks, but uh, for the whole city of Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. This has just been. An incredible 14-year run, and uh, I think we can all think back on so many memories of the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl parade, uh, the NFC Championships at, at the uh, Lumens or Quest or at the the, the Clink, whatever we called it back then. <laughs> uh, there's just there's so many so many great memories, and uh, we when I was looking through his pictures today of you know the the memory wall of his career, the very first picture that popped up was him holding up the Lombardi Trophy, and uh, if you look real close on the left side of his face, there's a big cut down the side of his face. And on the Friday before that game, as Pete will do, he decided he was going to return to kickoff in practice. Uh, not 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 walk through, but during practice, Pete was going to run and you know return to kickoff. <laughs> and uh, I believe it was I believe it was Derek Coleman and uh, Jermaine Curtis decided to give him a little bit of business on that play. So they leaned into him a little bit, and Pete kind of comes up from the kerfuffle, and there's blood coming out of his face, and everyone's just like, "Oh crap, <laughs> we just <laughs> we just we went too far this time." And Pete loved it. He wouldn't wipe that blood away all practice. He like he thought he was like in the trenches with us. And uh, so whenever I see that picture of him holding up the Lombardi Trophy, I always look at that left side of his face and the big cut down there, just thinking of him returning kickoffs in practice at you know sixty two years old. Pete would have been a great pro wrestler if you start feeling some blood on your face. You got some color. You don't wipe it off. You want to get a good picture of that. Pete would have been a great pro wrestler. I don't know what his name would have been. It would have been like ADHD Max or something. It would have been something like that, like the Riddle Warrior or something like that. I do want to ask you, uh, I, I was watching some old footage, and you, know, you see all these great press conferences, or not press conferences, I guess uh, locker room speeches after the games, and the one that really kind of hit me was after you guys won the Super Bowl, and you're all just kind of like crowded together around Pete, and you got the Lombardi trophy, and he's saying some great things. Take us back to the, that moment when you won the Super Bowl. What was that? What was that feeling like in the locker room with Pete Carroll? Like, do you have any uh, memories that you could bring up right now? You know, I, I don't really have a specific memory. I just kind of remember the whole thing. You know, it just it all kind of runs together. It just it was so many amazing moments, and as you said, so many great speeches from from Pete and uh, the way he got those guys to, to play together for you know not only for that team but for all those years was really remarkable to bring together you know that many different personalities and make us all play as one was something that uh, I don't think we'll ever see a guy be able to do again, to be honest. It's just, it was unbelievable how much he had the, his finger on the pulse of that team and how much he could make them play together. We're talking with John Ryan. And John, earlier this morning we spoke with uh, former assistant coach in strength and conditioning, my buddy Mondre G, and he was telling some stories about, you know, traveling with the team and Pete Carroll. And one of the things that he brought up, we didn't get to go into too, in too much detail because I'm like, oh, we're going to talk to John Ryan later. He talked about how he would be on the bus and he was like kind of sitting right next to you and Earl Thomas. And I'm like, I would love to be a fly on the wall in a conversation between Earl Thomas and John Ryan because Earl was known for being pretty intense. And John, you have a very fun, you know, comedic vibe to you. <laughs> I can't imagine what those conversations were like with you and Earl. 
Yeah, I don't think there was there wasn't a lot of like intense conversations or light conversations. There was a lot of like just quietness. <laughs> there was a lot of just like still moments of uh, probably me making like terrible jokes and him just grunting. Uh, so it was uh, you know it, it's one of those things in, in football how you you know in the lunchroom in the meeting room in the bus on the plane you always sit in the same seat you know and you kind of become a a creature of habit you're always in those same seats and uh, there was one time. Uh, at the start of our year, Pete would come into the room and say, you guys need a new perspective. Everyone stand up and switch seats. And uh, everyone would stand up and move to a different seat and give a new perspective. Uh, and I still remember Matt, Matt Hasbach actually told this story on ESPN before. But there was a rookie running back, you know, like, you know, number number 90 on your roster type guy, front row center. And he just, he just sat there, didn't, didn't move an inch. He got cut the next day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This, this is just... This is Pete, Pete wanted things to run like the way he wanted them to run. And I'm not, this is not a slight on Pete. I'm just saying that he was definitely, he saw a guy that wasn't buying into his system, even though it's something as small as not, not standing up and picking a new seat. And if you didn't want to be part of his system, then you had to go somewhere else and be part of someone else's. Wow, that's crazy. So, John Ryan, as Pete Carroll has been moved into this advisory role, do you see him seeing that out, or do you see him maybe going to coach another team? Well, and I guess maybe also, what would you like to see for Pete next? I, w- I would really, really like to see him stay at the Seahawks, uh, uh, whatever that role looks like, uh, advisor or uh, just uh, work to help the John Schneider with things. I don't know, but I would really, really love to see him stay at the Seahawks. Uh, no matter, pretty much no matter what that, if that's just the figurehead or if it's him in the scouting department, whatever it is, I'd just love to see him uh, be a Seahawk forever. Uh, earlier we talked with Luke and everyone, and we would ask him, hey, what's the best piece of advice that Pete gave or something that always sticks with you? Did he did he ever give you some great advice where you're just like, damn, that one caught me by surprise? He gave me the, the greatest advice, and it's the absolute simplest advice that anyone's ever given, and that's just have fun. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it sounds crazy, but I know that when he came to the team, I'd already been with the team for two years. Uh, this was already like my seventh year of pro football when he came to the team, and I'd worked under Holmgren, uh, McCarthy in, in in Green Bay, Jim Moore Jr., and uh, those guys were all great coaches, but they didn't necessarily have that fun atmosphere in the building, and they uh, you know they kind of did it more of as a grind. You know, you kind of went there, you kind of punched the time clock card, uh, and then you just kind of you kind of worked. And Pete brought in this new atmosphere, and I remember when Pete first got there and brought all this fun and this music. And I, I, I'll tell you right now, I was like, "This ain't gonna work. This is this is pro football. This ain't college anymore, buddy boy. This is this is the pros. We don't have fun around here." And he was just like, "We're having fun. We're also the most competitive atmosphere I've ever been in my entire life. When we go to practice, it's competitive. Like it's very, very highly competitive. And so I think don't let that fun fool you. It was also cutthroat, competitive." And Pete just brought that fun to it and just, uh, you know, it's, I don't know if it was a thing he said or anything, but it was the one thing I'll always take away from him is just, like, just have fun. And, John, congratulations. You're the most frequent guest that we've had now on the Daily Make Show with two <laughs> appearances. I promise we'll oh, give you a little yeah. bit of a break. Yeah. Hang that from the rafters. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you taking some time out, and, and, and thanks for sharing some of your favorite memories about Pete Carroll. It's obviously here in Seattle. Even if you're not a huge football fan, you realize the impact that he had on this community and the vibe and just, you know, for all of us that do love sports around here, he brought a championship, and not many coaches can say that around here. Future Hall of Famer, there's no doubt, and he's just uh, we'll be loving the Pacific Northwest forever. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Oh my goodness, what a treat! Two twice in one week. I know.
Well, earlier we wanted to tell you about a musical artist that goes to his parent-teacher conferences stone, but then Duff McKagan called, so we had to you know chat with our buddy Duff for a few moments. But we Pretty still want to tell you the story. We want to tell you who it is, and you're going to find out at 947. Everyone that's part of the Daily Mix show is a massive hockey fan, and it is another Kraken game day. Tonight, I know we've been showing a lot of love, obviously, for great reason. We've been talking a lot about Pete Carroll and his, his, his 14 years here is, is over, but tonight for us Kraken fans against Washington Capitals in Washington, so hopefully we get a great win. We've got the KISW hockey hoodie that you should definitely have if you're a hockey fan like we are. It is in the rock shop at KISW.com. So this story kind of blows my mind. Wiz Khalifa is in the news because he just admitted that he attends his 10-year-old son's parent-teacher conferences a little bit high. Probably a lot high. Okay. I'm not surprised based on like no. some of the interviews I've seen with him. And I mean, he is, He's the black and yellow guy. Black and yellow. Black oh, and okay. Young, wild, and free. That's the only two I know. Well, that's more that's than I know. More. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they always play that black and yellow song whenever I'm watching football, and it's a Steelers, it's Seahawks versus Steelers. They make it a point. Of no course. different than when they constantly play Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains. It seems like Wiz Khalifa, black and yellow, gets played during that. Well, he says the teachers have come to expect it, and they know what's up. I'm sure they do. They say that uh, he says he's pretty sure that the teachers know his son is going to smell like weed most of the time, not because his son is smoking weed, but because his dad smokes weed. I'm glad you had to clarify that, Just but I, make sure. I, I hope we don't need to clarify that. That'd be very <laughs> weird. Could you imagine being one of the teachers? I don't know if you know who Wiz Khalifa is or if they tell you, hey, look, just so you know, this guy coming in for the parent-teacher conference is Wiz Khalifa. He's a rapper. He's pretty popular. He's pretty well-known. Or, or you're just like, who the hell is this guy showing up baked out of his mind? I bet we have a lot of teachers that could probably share stories of like the weird parent-teacher conferences that they've had to deal with with some of these parents where you're just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you really are like uh, knocking it out of the park as a parent. I bet they've seen it all, and it doesn't make a difference if it's a celebrity or just a regular mom or dad. Uh, he says that he wants to connect with the teachers when he's his like, authentic self, basically. He wants them to know the real him. That he's a stoner. That he's a stoner. Okay. Yes. Good for you. And he says, I am who I am, and it's not because I'm a celebrity or Thanks, anything. Thanks, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. I am a little nervous about that time. Danny, have you had to do any parent-teacher conferences? Yeah, but they've all been virtual. Is that because of the pandemic or is it just because you don't live in the same town? Or I, I'm not sure. You know what? I'm not really sure either because her mom lives obviously in the same town in Tucson. But That'd be she, weird if she didn't either. Yeah, right. <laughs> Miller's no, just out on the road. No, but we always do. We always do. Even she's virtual. And I think it's just huh. they, since the pandemic, I would imagine, I guess, since the pandemic, it's like they just offer that option for p parents who can't actually go to the school. So every single time it's always a Zoom link and we're always, yeah, it's not that bad actually. And, and most of the time I've like, or like two times I've kept my camera off just because I'm here at work and I don't want it to be distracting. See, I think I'd want to show up for the parent-teacher conference. That's fair. Like, I just want to have that moment sitting down, looking eye-to-eye -eye with this teacher. What don't do say to... anything bad about my kid. No, yeah, what are you about to say about my perfect child? <laughs> I've had two parent-teacher conferences so far, and one you was... Have? Yes, one was virtual oh, and one was to... in person. Are they up in, like, a treehouse? Because yeah. then he, like, does he go to, like, to goes the... to an outdoor school. He goes to the forest school, He goes right? to the forest school. Yeah, we didn't have the meeting in the forest. It was in like a... Actually, on that day, they had had a field trip that was Wait, in, a, so you, in a building. So the whole thing about your, your kid's school is that he's outside all the time. All the time. But when, they, when you have a parent-teacher conference, they go inside? They have, they have a special day. Because we're not outdoor parents. They're just outdoor kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm a house cat. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, if you missed that emotional press conference from Pete Carroll yesterday... 
just because we were all crying most of the time didn't mean that something hilarious didn't also happen during it. And we're going to tell you all about it during the Daily Migs download after the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Daily Migs Show. The Daily Migs Show. Knowledge is power. So give us five-ish minutes and we'll give you uh, some interesting stuff you can talk about at work. This is the Daily Migs download. A.K.A. the DMD. Here's your daily dose of doings happening in the world. Rockaholics, you are going to be so thrilled to know that we are joined by the drunken charge, Mr. Ryan Castle. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, He's Ryan. been announced as the new ho- ho- Hawks head coach. Head coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm also playing for the Mariners next to the oh, season. Well, you know what? We are that, in for it. Now we have an upgrade, yeah. finally. <laughs> hey, the DMD is brought to you by Palace Law. Happy National Milk Day. Dude, with that, whatever you will. Yeah. Cereal, coffee, mm. or just maybe one of those savages that just chugs a giant glass of milk. I have nipples. Could you milk me? <laughs> Let's go to the song. It's time to go. <laughs> Get over here. Pete Carroll, out after 14 seasons of the head coach of your Seattle Seahawks. Two NFC championships for Seattle. Also, our only Super Bowl title in franchise history. Could have been two. We all know that story. 17, 72 years old, moving into an advisory role with the organization. He did have a huge press conference, very emotional. And uh, during this clip, he just pretty much just lets everybody know what's going on. For a variety of reasons, um, we, we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course and uh, for the club to take on new leadership. That's just a decision that's been made. And, and uh, uh, there's a lot that went into that and a lot that went behind that. And uh, what's going to happen now is the process will start to get new new leadership here. And then that'll be uh, Johnny's docket. He's going to get after that and, and make that happen with help of ownership and all that. And we'll, we'll be supporting them as much as possibly can happen uh, so that they can do a great job with it. The entire press conference was quite emotional. I, I was leaking out of both my eyes, but the part that got me the hardest, right? Got in the Sarah feels, as well, I heard. Yeah. It got me right in the feels was when he was sharing love for his wife. What I am most proud of, I've been blessed with like the rarest of best friends and uh, mentor, loving partner, the angel in my life. <laughs> this is worth crying for. <laughs> Glenn, and nobody would ever understand how insignificant she's been through all of the stuff that we've been through and uh, how important she is as, a, as she's just been the angel in my life and uh, I owe you everything. Not to be crass, but I feel like he deserves some sweet loving for that kind of outpouring of love towards his wife. I mean, how do you not win? Like, that's like giving her like a diamond bracelet. I was going to make a joke about things named Peter and now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> So what's next for the Seahawks was a lot of speculation. Uh, we even talked with uh, Mitch Levy from Mitch Unfiltered earlier this morning from Ben Johnson, who's a Lions, uh, speaking of Johnson and Peter, uh, Lions offensive coordinator, too easy. Mike Vrabel, uh, former Titans head coach, Jim Harbaugh. A lot of people would not be happy with that, but you just never know from Michigan. Uh, and the one that keeps coming up, he's the current Cowboys defensive coordinator. He was the Seahawks defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl, and that's Dan Quinn. And we're talking about all these emotional moments during the press conference, but there was some levity at the very end of the press conference when one reporter said, hey, do you think you'd still be in this position of, you know, walking away from the job or being told to leave the job if the Bears would have won that game against the Packers, which would have then put the Seahawks into the playoffs? And uh, here's Pete's response. If the Bears had won, you guys have got in again, do you think you'd be in this position? Not today. Not today. Maybe after that playoff run was over. Right, right. Yeah. 
And a very rare standing ovation. You usually don't get that at press conferences with the, the serious media. And it was cool seeing Geno Smith was there, mm-hmm. also Bobby Wagner, some of the other players. Uh, really a touching uh, press conference for, for Pete Carroll. Kraken, they're uh, in Washington taking on the Capitals tonight. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Let's see. The, I think it's a, a seven-game winning streak right now. Yes. Fire. Make it eight. Fire. Melting ice. Uh, weather's going to be 42 degrees. going to be clear thanks to Beacon Plumbing, Heating, Electrical, Septic, and Mechanical for giving us the da- Daily Migs download. And that's what's up. Ryan Castle is up next with your Morning 12, Pack Rockaholics. The Daily Mix Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 